got a pocket full of condoms, lot of fudge systems, yeah. got drugs on the island, I'm counting in the kitchen, feel like I see better, when I really can see, shawty, hungrier than ever, but I still can't eat, little veggies pull me up, drugs on my rider, I smoke too much, can't go much higher, guess that depends, drunk gas on fire, over, over, again, so turn me up, I can't go quiet, on Torias, I'm big with the vibe, can't open up, but I can't go higher, over, over, again, yeah, sleep well, let me get my rest, you know I never can, replaying all in my head, over, What's up? What is up? Welcome back. Welcome back to the uh, What the Hill podcast. It is episode, fuck, what is it? Um, Should be 19. Today's Thursday. It is August 4th, 2022. I'm your host, Drew Hill. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Per usual, I missed last week. I missed last Thursday. I said I was going to do one Thursday before the move. No, didn't happen. Said I was going to do one. uh, No, I didn't say I was going to do one this past Sunday. Because I was going to be busy moving. So, you know, fuck off. And then, uh, you know, time got the best of me. But here I am. I'm back. Back on the mic. It is uh, a whole, probably a week and a half since, since we've done a podcast. Kept everybody waiting. Lo siento. My sincerest apologies. Boy, has shit happened in the last two weeks. So much to talk about and so little time. Where do we start? Let's go through a few of the topics. Choco Taco is fucking, they're done. Klondike's, I will never buy a Klondike bar. What would you do for a Klondike bar? I would pay a lot of money for a Choco Taco. How about that? Um, let's see, I have my check ride tomorrow. So the whole time I've been here training in Wichita, I've been leading up to the check ride. That's tomorrow. It's about 9.30 right now at night. I should be sleeping, but uh, instead I'm here. My headset has this annoying-ass noise going on. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Hopefully not. It's going to be annoying in your car. Jesus Christ. It's getting worse. Um, What else? What else? Well, that's not a huge topic there. I trucked a kid on the track. That was uh, that was bound to happen. It wasn't at the Y, it was at the DRC. COVID's back. If you guys didn't know, at least in the military, on military bases, it, it is. Um, we're back to wearing masks. I will rant and rave about that. Just wait. Brittany Griner got her sent- sentencing. Um, inflation is through the roof still. Apparently, we're in a recession, but we just won't call it that because we meet the definition of one. But the job market's good. Um, and then Deshaun Watson, what do we do about that? He got a sentencing. Well, his NFL sentencing, his suspension. But what do we do? NFL hired the person that did the investigation and then ruled on it. And they hired a lady. And you know they did that on purpose. 100% a political move. He was touching girls. And you would, I don't know. I'm going to... Let me go on a limb here. Most massage parlors seem to be Asian, at least where I've lived in the South. 
than Texas and now Wichita. If you don't think Wichita is the south, it's not that far from Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the south. That's borderline Midwest, borderline south. I think it leans a little bit more towards the Midwest. But let's, I mean, Deshaun, he was where? He was in Houston. You know. I'm just trying to think. Like, I don't know. I don't know who he's going to. It was just interesting. What was it, 26? 26 women eventually came forward and said, he touched me or he was inappropriate or he flashed me his ding-along. Um he flashed his Choco Taco. And uh, it didn't pass through civil. It didn't pass through criminal. Well, let's let's backtrack. First, it was criminal. They didn't, there was not enough evidence, so they said. Then it was civil, where they settled 20 out of the 26. I think there was only six that probably had enough evidence to go through a civil lawsuit. All the 20 girls were like, mm, he kind of touched me, but not really, but you know, enough to get me some money. Of course, he had that fat contract he had just signed, $256 million or something like that. Something insane. So much money that I won't, accu- I won't accumulate that amount of money in my entire life. And yet, he's going to make that amount of money in, what, five or six years? And he was touching people in 2022, disrespecting women. And you ladies are just going to let him get away with it. And then the NFL hires of course, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, okay? So don't take this literally. The NFL hires an old female, probably a white judge. Right, they can only do one of the two. They couldn't hire a minority. They just went white woman. Hoping that she would go full Karen on Deshaun. And she reviews all the evidence and she says, there's enough evidence here because you did this shit, and, but you weren't aggressive. That Like, that would just... Again, I'm paraphrasing, but that is in the discourse that came from the judge, is that she thinks that this happened, but he wasn't aggressively touching them. So, again, men, you can touch women, just don't do it aggressively, and then your penalty is lessened. But then she comes back and says that Deshaun Watson didn't show enough remorse. So, because he was pleading innocence the entire time, she hit him with a little bit harsher penalty uh, because he wasn't remorseful. Basically, he didn't admit that he was guilty. He let the evidence play out in court, and because he never admitted that he was guilty, therefore he wasn't remorseful, and therefore he got, what, six games instead of five? Like, wh- <laughs> And then, on top of it all, the NFL says, mm, no, even though we hired you and we respect your ruling and we trusted you to do a good job, we don't think that's harsh enough. And so now they're going to appeal the own suspension of the person that they hired to do the investigation and make the ruling. They're appealing their own hire. How stupid is that? Why didn't you just do your own investigation and make your own suspension from the get-go? Why pay another a third-party judge who's retired, by the way? Okay, Why would you hire a retired judge? They have no motivation to do any of this. And if you're a retired judge, just stay retired. Unless, I don't know, maybe maybe they fell on hard hard times during the recession. They came out, they said, eh, oh, I don't know, like six, six games? Does that sound good? Six games? The thing was, everybody was expecting he was going to get at least, at the very freaking least, the minimum. The Browns expected this. Deshaun expected this. Uh, 
Roger Goodell in the NFL, all the teams said probably, at least, most likely, a year. Minimum. And the judge that they hired gave him a third of that. 17 games in an NFL season, and he got basically a third. And in that time frame, he only loses like $350,000 of his $256 million or whatever, his insane contract. Again, nobody's, if you're a Browns fan or if you're just an NFL fan, how are you not looking at the Browns? Like, what is wrong with you? Why would you, what type of message does that send if you're a female of the Browns? Sorry, a female fan of the Browns. And your team goes out and gives the largest contract basically in NFL history to a guy who's touching women inappropriately, but not aggressively. Okay, not aggressively. He's flashing this thing. I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure there's a comedian out there named Louis C.K. who was doing the exact same fucking thing. Right? And if you know what I'm talking about, you know I'm fucking right. He was whipping it out in dressing rooms. He was, I, I, I guess he was on the phone with some people doing his thing. Not even in the same room. And he was banished. You have not seen him on television in years because of that. His specials were taken off Netflix and wherever you have it. Probably uh, got his YouTube account deleted. No followers on Instagram. Nothing. Instead, Deshaun Watson, because if you play football, then you get $250 million. You get rewarded for that type of behavior. And, again, I don't know if he's guilty or not, but apparently he was guilty enough to get a six-game suspension. Okay? So we can all agree he was guilty. We can all agree on that by now. Because if he wasn't guilty, he wouldn't have gotten any suspension, nor would the judge have said, you weren't remorseful for your actions. Okay? So anybody's saying he's, he wasn't guilty at this point, you kind of have to, like, bite the bullet. You're wrong on that one. All right? That said, the NFL has appealed. They want at least a year suspension. Who are the Browns going to have at quarterback? I have no idea who the backup is. Uh, I mean, just think about being, like, a Browns player right now. And you walk into the locker room like, hey, Deshaun, what are you doing after practice today? <laughs> Prepping for court, brother. Every single day. I don't know, man. That's a rough one. That's a rough season. I mean, clearly, every single week, right, you want your quarterback. They can't even get Kyler Murray. They have to put a contract, a clause in his contract that he has to study game film for at least four hours a week, which apparently by NFL QB standards is very low, four hours, very low, which I would agree with, right? They have to, the Cardinals have to put that in Kyler Murray's contract. Deshaun Watson, he's going to be lucky if he's watching game film. He's going to be watching court film. He's got to start prepping for this, uh, this appeal. Sorry. Yo, throat was parched. He's definitely got to start uh, prepping for this appeal. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you want your quarterback to be focused. How's he supposed to focus? Why would they go out and pay that type of money 
to a dude that you knew was going to have all these distractions and bring all these distractions to your team. And he's not a right tackle. He's not a defensive back. He's your star quarterback. He's in the limelight on the field, off the field. Like, who is? what fucking GM is dumb enough to do that? At that point, just keep Baker Mayfield, tank, get another first-round pick, and blow it on a Cade McCown type guy. I mean, they do it every year. Anyway. I did see that when they appeal, they're going to bring up Ben Roethlisberger and use that in their appeal. And they're going to point to say, this quarterback also had allegations against him, and he had zero time suspended. But I did find, uh, while we're on the subject, let's just... There it is again. Where is this? I hope you guys don't hear that sound. It's really annoying. While we're on the subject, though, here are some players that have been suspended in the last mm, five years. Ah, uh, fucking what's his name? Calvin Ridley. Remember him? He had mental health issues, left the team, was still getting paid. He bet on his own team. I'm pretty sure he bet on them to win. So, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, everybody. It's so it's really bad in my ear. That's where it's coming. Check, check, check. Can you guys still? That's where it's coming from. One of the buttons got pushed up. There we go. Okay, I think I fixed it. I think we did it there. Um, He got 17 games. So he placed one bet on his own team to win. They did win, I'm pretty sure. Or even worse, if they lost and he lost money by betting on his own team. And he got 17 games. Deshaun Watson touches 26 women-ish. Right, plus or minus a few liars in there. Because ladies, you know, you know there's always a few. Don't at me. You know it's true. There was always a few that hop on the bandwagon. No, he touched me. It's like, no, actually, he, he passed on you. Okay? He definitely passed on you. He kneeled. He ran out the clock on you. Um, he got 17 games. Watson got six. Josh Gordon, uh, for weed multiple times, gets 25 games. Brittany Griner, nine and a half years. You know, it's because he's a dude and she's a female. Uh, we'll get back to that subject. Targeting. 12-game suspension for, uh, what's it, Burfict? B-U-R-Dict. The Bengals uh, linebacker who laid out Antonio Brown a couple years back. Granted, he was a repeat offender. Repeat offender. But even then, 12 games. More than Deshaun Watson. And that was all on the field. Okay, That was on the field, just penalties. <laughs> Trace amount of PEDs for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who, let's be honest, doesn't need PEDs. He's already crushing the league, right? One of the best receivers before him. Six-game suspension. Uh, what's his face? I just, of course, they don't have names attached to these, so I'm... He was the quarterback at Ohio State. I just watched his highlights. Then he went to the Raiders. He played wide receiver. He was a quarterback. Anyway, he got free tattoos. If his name comes to me, I'll say it later. Uh, Five-game suspension. Terrell Pryor. There it is, of course, right at the end. And let's see. Alleged sexual assault of, sorry, 25. I was rounding up to 26. Deshaun Watson, six-game suspension. Like... It just goes to show there's just no 
standard in the NFL for if you do this, you get this type of penalty, right? The MLB kind of has that tiered suspension, right? First time, second time, third. NFL is just like, mm, what do we feel like doing this year? Is it a big deal in the public eye? No? All right, you can play next week. Touching woman, yeah, it's kind of a big deal in 2022, but I don't know, I guess six games? Woof. They, pay, they played a, paid a lot of money for you to be out on the field. I mean, geez, Louise. Places one bet on his own team. Win or lose on that bet, and you get 17 games. Touch 25 women. Be found enough guilty to be suspended, and you get a third. A third of a season. Just saying. Times are tough, aren't they? Times are tough. Anyway, we'll keep it moving. What I crushed uh, about 15 minutes on that topic, and I have so many things to talk about. Uh, this is the first podcast in the new house. Fucking, I figured out, if you guys listen to like the second podcast, anytime I would lean my computer or my phone up on my computer, it thought I was doing Apple Pay. All right, I'm not a rich fuck. I'm not trendy. I'm not good with electronics. I don't do the Apple Flash my phone on the... I don't... No, I don't do it. I think it's sketchy. Because then someone could just take your phone and if they can get into your... Dude, I don't trust Face ID. And then all they have to do... They don't have to have your, your debit card. They can just lift a phone up to a thing and basically tap to pay. Boop. There goes all your money. There it goes. Doodaloop. Yeah, first uh, podcast in the new home. If you guys were listening a couple weeks ago, we moved to uh, Derby, up uh, just a little bit south of Wichita. It's like maybe 10, 15 minutes to the south of McConnell Air Force Base, where I will soon officially be stationed. I've been up here for training for a couple months, um, doing some flying here and there. I say here and there all the time. It's my fucking job. It's a grind. Um, but shout out to my pops. He came down from the old Hawkeye State. And we loaded up oh, two truckfuls from the s- storage unit. And I uh, got out of the Airbnb that we were staying at-ish. I still have a few things over there. But, man, it took probably a good oh, 16 hours of work, let's say. It was exhausting. Very, very exhausting. We moved about nine or 10,000 pounds of furniture and boxes. And uh, for the most part, about a weekend, we're, we're unpacked. For the most part. There's some boxes here and there. A lot of uh, pictures and whatnot still need to be hung up on the walls and things decorated. Um, the garage is, you know, just naturally a mess. Nothing set up in the backyard. But we're getting there. It's, it's livable. And uh, it's homey. I think we're starting to settle in. And, uh, you know, dude, I got to give some credit to the, to the old man. He's 64 years old and came down. And granted, he's been moving furniture his entire life since, like, age 20. Um, he's one of those old souls who's been in the same job since he's, like, legit 20 years old, 21 or something like that. 64, so he's been doing it for, you know, What's the math on that? Like 42, 43 years? Same company. Still treated like shit. 
wakes up every day, goes to work, you know, puts in a, a solid day's effort, comes home, bitches about it, and then turns around and goes right back to the same job. Day after day, year after year, decade after decade, and uh, he'll retire next year. But still moving furniture at 64, basically 65, uh, right around the corner. Comes down and, dude, I was sore. I was sore after moving that stuff, and I would consider myself slightly below average in shape. I was huffing and puffing a couple of times. A little huffle puff. And he's just a trooper. And, I mean, it was an eight-hour drive to get down here. Um, we got down on Thursday. We did the move mostly Friday. It's Saturday. Had the truck for about 24 hours. Got it back on time. And they said, well, how many miles do you estimate? I said 100. I did the math in my head, roughly, where we're going. Came out to 99.1. So basically shacked it. And uh, we got it back within 10 minutes of when it was due. So two for two. But, yeah. Every time that I've started to feel tired or sore or, uh, you know, banged up, I'm looking at the old man, and he's he's still going. We went we worked one night on Friday till about uh, 10.30, 10.45 at night, almost 11. Turned around the next day, Saturday. I knew we had to have the truck back by, like, 1.15, so we were up and at him at, like, 7.30, uh, moving stuff probably by 8.30 or 9, all the way up to about 1.15. And then once we got the truck returned, of course, what did we do? You know, we grabbed a little lunch, then went back, and then it, then it was unpacking, and Getting the bed frame set up in the crib for the baby room. Oh, it's all right. I'm having a baby here soon. We're on, uh, officially on baby watch, so I'm told. I don't know what changes for me. Uh, it makes me feel a little bit like a pedophile. I'm watching babies, looking out for them. Hoping my wife just tells me. That way I don't have to watch. Just says, hey, it's time. I just got to drive the vehicle. If I'm here, right, because I may not be here because of work. Um, exciting, right? I might have to drive back from Texas. So here's here's the predicament I'm in. I'll share it, share it with y'all. And uh, so we're both in Wichita. She's gonna give birth in Wichita because that's where we're eventually. You know, obviously we're settling down here. But I'm currently temporarily here on paper with the military, right? I gotta finish up here with my flight Friday. I'm supposed to head back Saturday, Sunday. I got two days to travel back to to Abilene, Texas. She's due any time in the next week is what the doctor is expecting. He said he, quote, uh, swept her cervix. I don't know what that means. If it was dirty, I think of like sweeping a chimney. I don't think it's the same thing, but that's the image that comes to my my brain. Just a quick sweep, sweep like a little Swiffer up in, uh, you know, the old hoo-ha. And uh, then all of a sudden the baby just comes sliding down like Santa Claus. No, so I guess... He told her, like, maybe in the next 48 hours. That was about 48 hours ago, okay? So, I got to fucking fly tomorrow. I got my evaluation. So, talk about pressure. I'm probably going to step to go fly. She's going to, her water's going to break. I got to make a decision. Do I get my training over with? Because she's probably not going to give birth. Before You know, she's got to have labor. Do I really need to be there for that? <sighs> no, but should I? Yes. Any lady's going to be like, dude, really? You're not going to go? But I could be done with my – how much more would you enjoy the birth of your child if you finished up your evaluation that day? You know, it's like passing a final. Take yourself back to college if you went to school. 
And if you didn't go to school, take yourself back to like the last day of high school and finishing all your tests, you know, you're walking out of the room, you flip off your teacher that you hated and you're, you're walking out the door and you're like freedom at last, free at last, free at last. That's how it feels. Okay. I'm not going to flip off any of my instructors. I like them. I've had a fun time flying here. I really have. So I wouldn't do that. But to put that in the rear view mirror and then walk in and then walk in and be able to, uh, you know, enjoy the birth, knowing I don't have work to walk back into a shit storm. You know, the studying I got to go right back to on Monday or Tuesday to prep for another flight. That's, uh, I don't know. Talk about blue skies ahead. So that's the predicament I'm in because once I finish, I got to go back to Texas. So there's a good chance if the baby's not here and I finish up, I got to go back to Texas this weekend. As soon as I'm like halfway on the drive or basically when I get to Texas all the way to Abilene, it's about seven hours, I'm going to get a phone call. Hey, I'm going into labor. We have a plan for if I'm not here. Don't worry. Okay. I made sure she had one. Did I contribute to it? No, because it's on her. Okay. And uh, it's whatever makes her feel most comfortable. So I'm not going to set up her plan, right? It's for her. She's going to be the one executing it. So it made sense. Then I'm going to have to turn around and come all the way back up to Wichita. And uh, and hopefully I make it. So I don't know. A lot going on. But I think we're in a good place with the house. It's all set up for the baby. It'll be number three. I think I let it slip a couple weeks ago. Uh, the gender it's going to supposed to be. But, you know, you never can tell for like the first ten years they might switch it might make a whole switcheroo. So we're going to go with a gender-neutral name, I think. Nobody wrote into the fucking podcast again. I've asked multiple, multiple times. Somebody write in. And you know what I'm about to say. What the hill podcast at gmail.com. I'll say it again. What the hill, H-I-L-L, podcast at gmail.com. All one word, all lowercase. doesn't matter on an email, but just in case. Somebody, you write in about advice. You can write in about what topics you want to hear about. You can ask any question to me about the spouse, the kid. I mean, some of them I may not answer, but the fact that nobody writes in blows my mind. It's, I mean, because you guys sit here and listen to this podcast, and I don't know, I get paid like 10 cents every time somebody listens to that stupid-ass advertisement I did. Uh so I would think that someone would just write in and they, they would want to hear me talk about what they want me to talk about. I'll make it funny. Speaking of funny, I think it's funny Brittany Griner's locked up. Is that fucked up of me? Probably. No, that's not true. Okay, so what I think is funny, more specifically, is two things. What she got locked up for, and two the response from all you losers out there that don't understand how government and politics work. And I'm talking to the WNBA stars. I I quote stars because I don't know half these ladies, so they're not that big of superstars. Okay, And I follow sports. Unless it's Sue Bird or Diana Taurasi, I don't know most of these women playing in the WNBA. You know why? Because women, you also don't know these women playing in the WNBA. You don't give a shit either. So don't get com- don't come at me for not supporting women's sports and say, oh, you got daughters. I'll support their youth sports. And if they go to the WNBA one day, I'll watch WNBA games. Other than that, they're not going to watch the WNBA. I'm not going to watch the WNBA. It's fine. Okay? It's okay to not support every single 
thing out there. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that men's sports are more entertaining. It's faster paced. There's more dunks. They're more athletic. There's a reason that we watch the NFL and not the CFL. Right? There's a reason you watch the NBA and not the G League. You want to watch the best of the fucking best. Could you imagine if we put more emphasis on the WNBA when Michael Jordan was playing and people didn't watch Michael Jordan? Let it sink in. It'd be stupid, right? You miss out on the GOAT? Why would you do that? Anyway, Brittany Griner, if you haven't been paying attention, she got picked up for a little weed, man. A little weed. And uh, what was cannabis something? She probably had one of those stupid-ass vape pods. Who knows? Um, But anyway, she got picked up. There's that noise again. Where is it coming from? I think it's one of my cords. Anyway, she was, I think, trying to come back from Russia. And what... What do you know? Oh, yeah, she definitely was. She was playing in Russia because she does that, like, every summer. Uh, she goes and plays with, like, some communists over there. She gets paid pretty well. And then she comes back for the WNBA season. Fucking, i got to figure out where this noise is. I'm sorry. Where is this noise coming from? I'll fight someone. Check, check, check. Okay. I apologize if you guys can hear that. It's like static in the background, but it's just it's louder in my headphones. Which, by the way, if you guys didn't know, I wear headphones when I do my podcast, which is normal, so you can hear how loud you are. I guess my own wife didn't know I was wearing headphones. Anyway, there's some two cents. Dropping some knowledge on you. She had some uh, drugs. She goes over there, plays with the communists. She comes back. She got picked up in the airport uh, trying to smuggle the drugs. Excuse me. I think it's hilarious that she was dumb enough to go to, of all places, you're in fucking Russia. Okay? They have not had good relations, like, ever with the United States in the last 80 years. So that's already a huge risk to be what. She's like, what, 6'7, six, 6'8? Six, she's super tall. She's a black woman with dreadlocks, right? You're going to stand out in Russia. You're already, you already stand out in America. You're definitely going to go stand out in Russia. They probably knew who she was or recognized her, which is why they searched her shit. They found it. They needed something to hold her so they could, this is all political. Everyone knows that Russia probably did this. I say probably. They definitely did this on purpose. They detained her on purpose as leverage. Oh, there's so many things wrong with this. What's frustrating, and this is me speaking as a military member, is the fact that if I was over there, or if there was any other military member over there who was not super high ranking, 99.999% of America would not know nor give a fuck. Okay? That is the bottom line. Nobody would care. You wouldn't. Unless you knew me personally. You would, even if you probably knew me personally, you still wouldn't care. Leave him in Russia. And here's what pisses me off the most. Okay. She committed a crime in Russia. It would also be a crime in America. 
and people are acting like she's innocent. You're not innocent. You had drugs. You got caught. Okay. Was it minor drugs on um, like the drug scale? Yes. Sure. Would you do nine and a half years in America? No, you wouldn't. Are there people locked up in America for doing the same thing that you just did in Russia? Yes, there are. So it's not absurd that she's held hostage, quote, hostage. Uh, she's being prosecuted for a cr- uh, criminal offense, uh, the same criminal offense that she would be prosecuted here for in America, where she would go behind bars. Now, would she be there for nine and a half years or even six months? I don't know. I'm not going to speak to that. But she did get caught going through an airport. That's kind of a big deal. That's more of a big deal than a traffic stop, okay? We'll put it that way. That said, everyone who's up in arms right now about how the U.S. government has not gotten her free doesn't understand how this stuff works. They have no idea. The fact that we're even talking about releasing, getting Brittany Griner back. What is Brittany? Okay. Probably going to go too far in this. Outside of her being a good basketball player in the WNBA, and I'm not saying she's a bad person, okay? She's probably a good person. She has a lot of good family and good friends that want her home. She's American. She's not a nuclear scientist. She's not going to be someone that helps us cure cancer, okay? I'm not either. I already said, you guys wouldn't care about me. But we're acting like America's Elon Musk is held captive. It's not the case. And we're potentially going to give up. If you have not done your research on this, the most prolific Eastern European, I guess, uh, yeah, Russian arms dealer in the last, like, 50 years. That's who Russia wants back for Brittany Griner and the other American over that's over there, which that's how you know. There's another American over there, and I don't know his name, because Brittany Griner gets all the attention. All the WNBA stars, except for one that tweeted today when Brittany Griner got sentenced to nine and a half years, only only mentioned Brittany Griner and not the second American. I'm pretty sure he's a reporter and journalist that is over there and held captive. Only Brittany. That's the only person they care about. They don't care about the other American. Same way they would not care about me or you if you're held captive. And the fact that what what bugs the shit out of me, as you can tell, I'm getting a little irritated sitting alone in a room by myself talking into a microphone, is the stupidity of people to think that the government's being slow on this and they're not, quote, doing enough. You know what? Let's walk it back a little bit. Is the government in uh, this country is in the midst of a, of a recession. Uh, it's on the back end of a global pandemic. I'll put an asterisk next to that. Uh, China, Taiwan, and America are going head-to-head, if you did not know. It's the most tense it's been probably in 20 to 25 years, if not more. Ukraine and Russia are still at war. Need I continue? Those are like four major worldwide big events. Oh, let's talk. There's the supply shortage. There's, uh, let's see, Yemen and Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia are still fighting. And there's a food sh- shortage. Millions and millions of people are struggling to find food every single day over there. Oh, 
we still are at war. Well, not really. I guess we're not at war. But we're still in the Middle East. I mean, there's so much going on in the world. In these... I'm sorry. I just get so frustrated by the ignorance of people just because she plays basketball and people would say, well, if it was LeBron James. Well, guess what? Brittany Griner's not fucking LeBron James. LeBron James is like a, a 9 out of 10 on the the worldwide scale. Whether you like him or not, so many people know him. You can't compare Brittany Griner. She's a 2, okay? On notoriety scales, she's a 2, maybe a 1.9. LeBron, everybody knows LeBron. And it would be even tougher to get LeBron James home if he was over there in Russian prison prisons because of how notorious he is. And people don't understand. The more that they beg and plead and protest and do these moments of silence, they get the media's attention to bring Britney home. It gives who more reason to ask for more stuff in return. It gives Russia all the power. The more pressure you put on America to bring her home, the more power we're just passing to Russia because American government right now has a lot of pressure to bring this woman home for whatever reason because apparently four or five months over there is just, oh, God, it's the worst. She went to the courtroom. I didn't see a, I didn't see a single bruise on her. I'm not saying that she's not getting hit. I don't know how she's being treated. I really don't. Um, it doesn't look like she's losing a ton of weight. I'm just saying, like, people are acting like she's in this cold, dark prison like she's not being fed food. You're in prison. You commit the crime, you're going to do a little bit of time. Four or five months. Yeah, it sucks. I get it. You know, you probably got your whole life ahead of you. At some point, you're going to come back to the States, right? We know the prisoner swap is going to happen at some point. It's the way that people are bitching about it. Oh, she should be home already if it was this or if it was that or if it was a man or if it was an NBA player or somebody else. They would already be home. The government's not doing enough. You know what? Why are we going to give a notorious arms dealer back to Russia for this woman. They wouldn't do that for me. Seriously, they wouldn't do I mean, I don't know how, who listens to this podcast. I guarantee you, if you're listening, they would not give up an arms dealer for you. Nuclear. He's probably a nuclear arms dealer. Back to Russia during a Russia-Ukraine war. Yeah, think about that. We're supplying Ukraine tons and tons of weapons and money so that they can fight Russia. And then in the same the same breath, just to get Brittany Griner back to the States, we're going to give Russia a, just a major asset and tool. He's the link and like the passcode to so many networks and underground railroads of arms dealing, probably through Syria and Iran, and everybody that fucking Russia works with. But, ooh, bring Britney back. <laughs> fucking babies. Here's, here's the question you ought to ask yourself, okay? And I know I've been on this topic for like 15, 20 minutes bitching. Guess what? You should have buckled up a long time ago. Why in the fucking world was Britney Griner over in Russia in the first place? Ask yourself that. I know the answer. Because she's been going over there for years and she gets paid in the offseason to go play, uh, I guess, winter ball. Because the WNBA has to play their season at the end of the NBA season to try to get followers because nobody watches them anyway. So she goes to them in the winter and plays basketball 
and makes money. Does she have to do it? No. She could live on her off-season pay or just her normal WNBA pay. She does get paid enough. She gets paid more than me. Okay? So anybody assuming, well, she only gets paid a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's still hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay? So shut the fuck up. That's a good living to stand under the hoop and shoot a basketball two feet up into the air because you're tall. Okay? You're lucky ass. God, got the genes to be like 6'8". Okay? You're one of the few women in the WNBA that can dunk. That's why the only reason people know you is because you're fucking tall. Right? If you remember, she went to Baylor. She stood at like a foot above everybody else. And we all knew who she was because she would just like, it was like on a Nerf hoop. She just raised the ball up like a crane and then just drop it in. She couldn't jump. Couldn't jump like, like Luca Garza out there for Iowa. Anyway, the difference this year was what? Ukraine and Russia went to war back in like February. That's when this stuff kicked off. And when did she go over there? She was she went over there after. And even after Ukraine and Russia kicked off, did she stay? Yeah, she definitely stayed. I'm just saying, the moment Russia and Ukraine kicked off and Russia went to war with Ukraine, right, and everybody started changing their Facebook profile pictures, support Ukraine, the country are like number two, I don't know, Russia's in the top four, right? You got China, North Korea, you know, all uh, Kim Jong-un. Un! He's kind of falling off the map lately. Where's he been? I don't know. I haven't heard much about him. Um, anyway, but you got North Korea. You got uh, Iran. Just pissing people off. Syria is just, uh, they're, they're limited by their population. But Russia's up there, right? We all know Russia's up there. They're top five. They're in my MySpace. Top five. Was it Fave Five? Well, what, I didn't have a MySpace. Who am I kidding? But they're up there. And she had the opportunity... When that, uh, when Putin decided to attack innocent Ukraine and the entire world stopped and said, what the fuck, Russia? Why are you doing this? She had the chance to say, you know what? I'm going to leave. Even if they said you didn't fulfill your contract, this, that, and the other, she could have left. Leave your drugs, right? Leave your cannabis. You can make it back home. The fact, dude, she makes hundreds of thousands of dollars and she couldn't buy a little bit of weed when she got back to the States. You had to put that in your bag and then just say, well, I didn't know it was there. Like you you always know where you keep your stash. Are you fucking kidding me? Why would you put it in your travel bag? Now, I'm not somebody that does drugs, obviously. I get drug tested, okay? But you can't tell me that you didn't know that your shit in a bag was in your bag. I mean, come on. What are you going to do, like, vape pot it up in the back of the airplane, in the bathroom? Why did you need it? Just get more when you get home. It's legal in, like, half the states now. Why, why, why did you put it in your backpack or wherever you had it? Put in your carry, or not not your carry-on. Put in your other luggage. The chances that they actually, you know, they check that are minimal, and then you can say, oh, I don't know what's in there. You literally had it on you, on your person in your backpack. Try to get it through the scanner. Anyway, 
Just saying. Nine and a half years, that's a long time. Clearly, Russia gave her almost the maximum sentence on purpose. So then who has to deal a little bit harder to get her back? The United States. Puts the pressure all on the United States. You knew they weren't going to give her six months because then the U.S. would just wait it out. Hey, yeah, we'll wait six months. And then when she gets released, even if it was like two years. Yeah, sorry, Brittany. You're going to have to sit there for two years. Do your time in Russia because we're not going to give up this, you know, Victor dude, uh, the arms dealer. But nine and a half years now, because everybody was bitching and moaning on social media, and gave Russia all the power to give her a fat fucking sentence, and that's exactly what they did. So now the U.S. has to give up more than they wanted to. Just saying. Think this through before you start posting. Oh, and the thing was, one of the two of the NBA teams had a. Uh, oh, it was so cute. They had a 42 second. Moment of silence. We're inspired every day by BG's strength. The Phoenix Mercury and Connecticut Sun stood in solidarity for 40... Oh, such solidarity. For 42 seconds following Brittany Griner's sentencing. Let me read that again. A criminal who was trying to smuggle drugs in Russia was honored by her former teammates as they stood and applauded her efforts for nearly one minute, exactly 42 seconds, after she was sentenced to time behind bars for doing a crime in a country that she does not uh, technically belong to. Did I get that one right? You know what? We should all come together and... Uh, we should st st all stand in solidarity for all the prisoners out there, the murderers and the rapists and uh, the drug addicts, the dealers, the, uh, you know, grand larceny, you name it. I mean, why stop at BG and her strength? All these other prisoners got a lot of strength. Let's honor them, too. Do, we, do you guys not see the message that's being sent? It's like. Am I the only one that sees this and gets frustrated by it? I'm not saying that she des deserves to be in a prison for nine and a half years. It's not what I'm saying, okay? She got caught. Maybe she didn't know it was there, right? Maybe it's an honest, innocent mistake. But Jesus Christ, you're in Russia. Not a good time to have drugs on you. And you've been over there year after year after year. It was like five or six years she was going over there playing basketball. You have to know what their law is on drugs by that time. Okay, you figured it out. You knew that's a very, very harsh penalty for having a little ganja. Why would you risk it? You took the risk. You got caught. And now everybody's fighting this good fight for you back home. And we have to give up an arms dealer for you? What the fuck? Somebody talk about that. Somebody who plays in the WNBA and stood there in solidarity explained that shit. If you can explain that, and why you stand in there? Uh, oh, <laughs> her strength. How about you? You stand there in solidarity for her st her stupidity. Why would you do that? Oh God! It's just the more and more that I see it on uh, my social media and my news feeds, the more it just gets it's, it gets under my skin. It's it's like the Chaco Taco. Why would Klondike? 
stand in solidarity for that. Can we all stand in solidarity for 40? Uh, I don't know. Jesus Christ, there's that noise again. For the Choco Taco. Dude, I remember the first time I had one. I was at Splash Landing back in Bent North, Iowa. And uh, hot summer day. We're at the pool, right? It was like the community pool. And I was probably swimming laps or going down slides. I got a Choco Taco, and the first bite I took, I, was, I just fell in love with it. And the designer of the Choco Taco, it came out like 30, 40 years ago. Klondike bar- bought it from this dude. He said it was everybody eats basically a waffle cone, right? And you put the ice cream in. But the problem is, right, after you eat the top of the ice cream, eventually your ice cream to waffle cone ratio is like completely inverse. First, you got all this cream, no cone. And then all of a sudden, you got all cone, little cream. And with the Choco Taco, it was the perfect design to get the ice cream and the cone evenly matched. You know? Oh, man. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it with the nuts and the drizzle. Mostly, oh, yeah, the nuts are drizzling. The taco had that like that nice crisp. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It wasn't soft shell, okay? It was a solid waffle cone, real crisp, corn, hard shell. Oh, it was so delicious! And the fact that Klondike got rid of it to focus on other products. What fucking product is better than the Choco Taco? You fools! Who was doing your marketing? Did your Choco Taco not? Did it not sell well? I don't see people buying Klondike bars at the store. They're not that good. Klondike bars are overrated. I would rather get an ice cream sandwich. For whatever reason, an ice cream sandwich is just a little bit softer. A Klondike bar, I'm like biting through frozen ice cream. It's so frozen that it's just like, and it's so thick that the bite it takes to actually get through it you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It's so thick that when you bite through it, it basically uh, gives you like a toothache, right? Like freezes your teeth. Makes your nerves sensitive. It's just me. Ice cream sandwich, though, is like you got to eat it in like the first minute or two. It's going to start to melt, right? It's like the perfect perfect temperature coming out of the, f- the freezer. It's weird. Klondike bar, dude, you can take a hammer to that thing and it won't break. Fuck Klondike bars and fuck fuck Klondike in general. Dumbass is getting rid of the Choco Taco. Un-American. First they want to build a wall and then they get rid of the Choco Taco. What's next? What the fuck? Anyway, we're at a 51 minutes and we can make this one a little bit longer. Hey, I saw a store in uh, Wichita. It, was, it said CBD store. And the sign on the window, you guys will never guess this, said, We sell... CBD. We sell CBD. The Wichita CBD store sells, per their sign, we sell CBD. Do you really think that sign was necessary? Who at that store said, mm, you know what, Wichita CB, CBD store just doesn't really explain what we're about here and the product that we offer the citizens here in Wichita. We should spend $200 on a window sign, you know, one of those, like, you know, the open signs? That light up, the neon, yeah, 
we need one of those for like 250 300 bucks put it right in the window we're going to customize it and it's it's, it's going to do all our advertising for us and let people know exactly what we're about it's going to say we sell cbd <laughs> what a waste of money somebody was high as fuck when they ordered that sign why would you buy that <laughs> oh man Hey, if you ever thought about having an abortion, um, now you don't have to. You can just give your kid to Jim Harbaugh. If you didn't see his comments, he said that if you, him and his wife, he said this publicly too, okay? So whatever your stance is on abortion, that's fine. I don't care to hear it. Keep it to yourself. And uh, But I'll push my stance on you. Give me one second. Sorry. Okay, better? I think the cord's getting all tangled up. It's fucking with it. Hopefully it's better. I think the podcast's still going. Yeah? Yeah, it's still going. All right. All right, there she is. Anyway, um, he made some comments publicly that if you want to give up your kid, or if you're, sorry, if you're not ready to have a kid and you can't go through with abortion, that he and his wife will gladly take care of your kid. He said the, He said that thing. If you're having a kid, and A, you don't want it, B, you don't like it, C, it's too tough, D, all the above, E, none of the above, but you just, you kind of miss the time frame to get the abortion, Plan B didn't work. That's F. G, give it to Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> he's just taking in kids. He was that, uh, I guess he's that against abortion that he said, if if you get pregnant and you're not ready to have a kid, just give it to me and my wife. And so I just imagine the Harbaugh house having like 50 to 100 kids in the next couple months, um, mostly from his Michigan players. Hey, coach, I knocked up another girl on campus. You think you can uh, watch my kid this Saturday? You're free. Oh, you're going to be at the game too? Uh, what do you got going on? You coaching or something? Oh, we'll just let uh, Mrs. Harbaugh take care of the kids. Yes, she's running a daycare out of the Harbaugh home. I mean, I get it, right? Like, sure, that was his stance. He's uh, He's against abortion, which makes him pro-life, I guess. Yeah, maybe it's not pro-life. Maybe it's just anti-death. But anyway, again, to make that, there's so many different ways to make your argument. Just say I'm pro-life, or I don't like, uh, I don't like abortion, or I don't support it. To say that if you don't want your kid, just bring it over to my house. Oh, I don't know about that. That's a little. <laughs> and everybody just let it slide. It was news for like maybe a day, 48 hours. I'm like, no, this guy's clinically insane. Seriously, who, does he have foster kids? Is he licensed to take care of these kids? That's a thing like a pedophile says. Well, if you don't want your kids, just give your kids to me. He's trying to babysit everybody's kids. And he's not even around the home half the time. He gets paid millions and millions of dollars to coach 
uh, one of the biggest football programs in all of college football. He's basically he made that statement and said, "Oh, basically, my wife will take care of your kid because I'm not there 80 percent of the time, especially in the fall. I have uh, other commitments." I mean, what a jerk! He just passing off that type of responsibility on his spouse. Hey, sorry, uh, we got another two or three kids coming over t- this evening for dinner. They really like applesauce. I just thought it was weird. So many ways to make your argument that you're uh, pro-life without just inheriting a couple hundred kids. I was like, no, you didn't have to say that. You made you made your point. Just why are you adopting so many kids? Also, I did read adoptions like seventy thousand dollars to adopt a kid that somebody else doesn't want, and a kid that needs a home. They make you pay $70,000. But to adopt a dog from a shelter, which is essentially the same thing as foster care, right? Big picture, right? Does that make me a jerk? You guys get what I'm saying, right? Foster care is kind of like an animal shelter. We temporarily take care of the animals slash the kids People come, and they kind of hang out with the dog or hang out with the kid, figure out if it's going to be a good fit, right? Is that the type of breed that we're looking for? Talk about the dogs, okay? Animals. Figure out uh, if, you know, they're going to fit in the home. Now, a dog, though, you can get for $500 or less at a shelter, sometimes free, which is, I think it's hilarious when they say, oh, yeah, that dog's you can take that one home for free. We're doing a special. I'm like, really? If I offered you 100 bucks to take the dog home and got it out of here and I give it a good life, that's not enough for you guys? You guys are going to charge me more? Because if I don't get that dog and nobody else gets that dog and I don't take it home, you're going to put that dog down eventually because you're going to run out of space. So who's the asshole making me pay 500 bucks instead of 100 bucks? That dog could have had a home because your ass got greedy. We had to put it down. And by we, I mean you. But all dogs do go to heaven. I don't know about foster kids, though. There's a... Uh, luckily for... I think maybe that's that's the issue. They're not putting down foster kids. And thank goodness, right? They shouldn't. Uh, not that I needed to clarify that. But, I mean, you get a dog and love on this dog up until, you know, about 10... 15 years, right around the age that a kid would start talking back. And that dog's 500 bucks at most to get. And the lifetime of the dog, you know, with the vet and the shots and food, maybe like 10, 15 grand in those, maybe a thousand bucks a year. I don't know. I'm not a pet owner at, at the time being. Our chihuahua is no longer with us. Praise the Lord. There's one dog that didn't go to heaven. And Wow, fifteen grand for fifteen years, about a thousand a year, maybe more, depending on the health of it. Probably a little bit more in the beginning, right? To get them all prepped for the world. Uh gotta make sure they don't get the monkey pox. And then uh you know, maybe if you shovel on a few more towards the end of its life. It's incredible what people spend on, on their pets these days. It's in, it, it's insane to me. I used to think owning a pet was fun and easy because it didn't cost much. And now it's 
you know, more and more, it's like having a kid. But the nice thing is, yeah, anyway, you get a you get a, a baby. Think about it. That's 70 grand to adopt a baby, and you don't know what the personality is going to be. You're just rolling the fucking dice. A dog, you can train, for the most part, to act and behave the way you want it to. A kid, you can train and parent to hopefully act and behave and have the morals that you want it to. But at the end of the day, you know, they say, if your parents were smokers, you're more than likely going to be a smoker. Okay? So if mommy was doing cocaine, more than likely you might have ADHD. I don't know. I think there's a correlation there. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're kind of rolling the dice, right? Unless unless you know who the parents were. They're like, oh, yeah, uh, mom and dad both had 4.0 GPAs, and uh, they just, I don't know, they wanted to go to school instead of being parents. I, normally, that's not the case with adoption. At least those aren't the stories that you hear about. And so you're really just luck of the draw, right? You get dealt the cards you get dealt, and you're hoping that their personality is they're just an absolute sweetheart and you know they don't have that serial killer look in their eyes by age uh, 14 15 but even then you know at that age they start talking back when a dog gets that that age they start dying you know it's peaceful you got college right around <coughs> oh bless me bless up you got college Oh, man. I mean, there's just so much with kids. Why? Just saying. There's. I thought I fixed it, and I didn't. I'm going to have to figure this out. Of course, all my stuff thrown in a box during the move over the weekend, and now it's making this fucked up noise. I hope you guys can't hear it, and it's just me bitching into the microphone. And you guys are like, I don't know what you're bitching about. I hope, I s- I hope you don't hear it. Anyway. Uh, all right, we'll keep it. I did find out, uh, I don't know if I talked about this before, the toaster strudel, I bitched about having one strudel left in the box, because who cooks one strudel, but there's two icings, you know, so a little ying, a little yang there, I found out that there was two icings, the one strudel is still unacceptable, okay, Sophia owned up to it, it was her, I I knew it was probably her and not my two-year-old Olivia for putting one strudel back in the box, um, She's a handful, but she's not that type of handful. There was two icings, which did it, it enlighten my day. Because she didn't want to give Olivia too much sugar. Enough sugar that will give her a toaster strudel, but not enough sugar that will give her the icing on it. And while I... It's a weird tactic. I guess I can see it. Because I know that Olivia would just lick the icing off before she actually ate the toaster strudel. But again, we had this debate. Fuck Pop-Tarts. They're full of sugar. So if I found out that she's getting Pop-Tarts and she's not getting the icing on the toaster strudel, there will be discussions had in this household. Sit-down conversations will take place. But I, I just I had to follow up on that. Um, I also yelled... So bad. <laughs> I yelled at Olivia. I said, "Don't put toys in your panties." She had something in her hands. She's been potty training. 
Um, there's another line that goes to that comment, but I have to explain this first. She'd been potty training real hard. She was potty trained for like the f- at like a year and a couple months, maybe a year and a half, where she was going to daycare and she wasn't shitting in her her diaper all day. She was actually using the toilet. Uh, she was pissing in the toilet, being a good little girl. And then somewhere in there, when she quit going to daycare and she was at home for a bit, she uh, started walking it back. And then she started going her diaper. I think kids just get lazy. They're like, well, I don't know why I was putting so much effort into using the toilet. I can just shit right here where I'm at. Someone's going to wipe me clean. If I go over there, then I got to clean myself. You know, I'm sure old men do that too. When they're like 80, 85, I'd want somebody to wipe my ass. And uh, so that said, yeah, she'd been potty training real hard to get her back on the, the old wagon. And... Of course, she just runs around the house now in, like, just little panties. And you, here's a trick, okay? If you're not a parent or if you're a new parent, you get your kids the same panties. You know that they're going to destroy an entire pack, okay? So buy two packs. That's my first words of wisdom. Get them the panties of the TV show or the character that they enjoy most because they will not want to get those dirty. And that's the trick. Say, oh, you can't get cocoa Melon dirty. You can't shit on Coco Melon's face. And after they do it once or twice and they shit on Coco Melon's face, they're not going to want to, you know, shit on his face anymore. They learn their lesson. And then they start to cry when they, you know, eventually do it again. Um, but that's how you potty train them. You just kind of mind fuck them in, into you don't want to poop on a cartoon character. It sounds silly. It works. And so she just runs around in panties and basically nothing else. No, no shirt. No shoes, and uh, she gets no service around this house. Can't even get icing on her toaster strudel. But anyway, she had a toy. She pulled her panties out, and she put the toys in her panties like she was stuffing, you know, socks in her old uh, junk area. And my comment to her was, don't put toys in your panties. Only moms do that. And then I just, I realized what I had said. Don't put toys in your panties. Only moms do that. And you know I'm right, moms. You're savages. You're all savages. I don't know why. I don't know why those words came out of my mouth. I think when they're at that age, they don't fully understand what you say. And so what I'm trying to do is walk back the curse words that I say around her. And uh, I find other ways to just get these explosive unnecessary comments out of my head. They just come out so fast. But as long as I'm not cursing, because she's not going to go around saying that exact line, right? They pick up on one-word phrases. Or just, well, not even phrases. They pick up on one word here and there at this age. So I just have to not say the curse words. I can say fucked up, inappropriate things all day. But the one time I drop a curse word, she'll pick that up. So that was my, uh, oh, I just, I took a step back and just shook my head like, oh, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? But I think she learned a valuable lesson. We got out of the way early. Um, I would just like to say estrogen is a downer drug. And uh, if you don't believe me, just think about this. All women have estrogen, and all men or women who are married to women uh, 
seem to be down in the dumps. And so it can only be estrogen, right? Estrogen's the root cause, um, and I think it needs to be labeled as class one. It's a downer drug. It's right there with alcohol. Alcohol is a downer, right? It's an upper to a point. I think it's officially classified as a downer drug. And women, uh, you are also a downer drug. I just want you to know that. Oh, but bring Brittany back. She's a, she's a downer, too. Um, we talked about Griner sentencing. We talked about old Watson. Hey, what? how about the random thought of the day? Like, I haven't had 10 of those already. Um, here's a thought, and we'll finish with some COVID guidance stuff. I will post this to my Instagram, I think. Okay, give me some time. I will get around to it. I have a picture. I took a picture of my email. The first email, um, which actually have, I clicked on is, is viewable is a letter from the, um, the Secretary of the Air Force. If you know what, the Secretary of the Air Force is the highest ranking position outside of the Chief of Staff of the Air Force, right? Basically a direct advisor to the President, I think. And uh, well, so they say. Who knows if they if he actually listens. Biden's too busy riding his bike. And um, so he sent out an email basically saying, hey, I've been in the seat for about a year. Here are the things we've accomplished. Thank you for all your hard work and dedication, yada, yada, yada. We're not going to pay you anymore for all the hard work that you do. And because of all your hard work, we've got all this accomplished. And I'm reaping all the benefits, and you're not. Ha ha. That's basically what he said, okay? And in that email, he said that uh, in the last year, we, and I quote, let me pull it up. If I'm going to quote this, especially seeing that it's Air Force, i got to get it right. He said, uh, we had a challenging year, and you've performed amazingly. Your entire senior leadership team couldn't be more proud, they're, so they're the proudest, of what you have accomplished. They're not proud of me, I promise you that. Here's the quote. You've met and defeated a pandemic. I will read that again. You've met and defeated a pandemic. It's a fucking noise. I, t- I tell you what, they're tapping in. They're tapping into my equipment. That's what they're doing. It's the gov- I've talked about the government. I've talked about Russia. They're tapping into this shit. Met and defeated a pandemic. Now, so COVID is apparently we've defeated it. The first email in my, that was at 1015. The top email I have on the very same day at 113. That's only three hours later, not even for some of you uh, math buffs, is my home station base as well as McConnell. We have an email that we're going to HPCon Charlie is effective immediately. Now, for those who are not military, HPCon Charlie is health protection condition, HPCon Charlie. The lightest version is Alpha, Bravo is the next step, followed by Charlie, and then Delta is the strongest uh, HPCon. What is HPCon Charlie, you may ask? Basically, um, back on base, we're all having to wear masks. We have to social distance. You're supposed to, if you're not mission essential, which, I mean, talk about a slap in the face. Like, hey, dude, 
you're not mission essential. We don't really need you to get the mission done. You're kind of like you're a phony. Um, if you're not mission essential, then your works, your office space is supposed to be manned at 50%. Really, it's it's everybody. But uh, commanders have guidance on who they want to send home and who they want to keep around. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out that noise. And anyway, um, it's just a shit show. Nobody wants to go back to wearing masks, okay? Nobody. We've, I think we can all agree, you guys have heard me bitch on this podcast and and moan and gripe multiple times about mask wearing, about COVID, uh, the shot, kicking people out of the military because they don't have a vaccine, even after 20, 25 years of service, multiple deployments. You're taking their retirement. You're taking away their ability to go get a job in the future, all because you're pushing a political agenda and a vaccine that hasn't been fully vetted yet, exactly why there's boosters for it, Exactly why COVID is still around to this day and the vaccine was just uh, what the president just got it, right? Even though he's vaccinated and has all the boosters of all the fucking the he's max boosted and still just got COVID. So that just shows it's not fully effective. And if you say we're supposed to minimize the effects, you're a fucking idiot, too. Sure. You got you potentially took a vaccine that's supposed to minimize the effects of COVID. You don't know if it 100% does that or not. Okay. You might as well just get it. Majority of the population doesn't die from it. Majority of the population in the military are young individuals without major health concerns that are going to get it. Going to be under the weather for a few days. Right. It's like the flu season. And then you're, you're that much stronger. You're making the force even more immune. Anyway. It's detracting from my point. My point is, the same day that I got an email saying that we defeated COVID, the, the base I'm temporarily at and the, my home station both went back to HPCon Charlie, and that's driven because there's a high number of cases in the local community. Not on base, not between military members, but in the community. Who determines that? Apparently, not even the community. The CDC determines it because it's uh, it's judged by county. So by the time the CDC is able to declare it as high, right, the numbers that they're probably reporting on for the county are at least a week old, if not a couple days old. So you're already behind the power curve when you're going back to work and you're putting these masks on. We've already seen that masks aren't effective because almost everybody's gotten COVID anyway. Which also shows that the vaccine wasn't effective, so you kicked out people for no reason. Oh, wait, but we're undermanned. And so you're asking us to do more work, but you just got rid of part of the workforce, some of our senior leaders. And then you come out with the guidance that we defeated it, but then we're going to HBCon Charlie the same day. So here's my random thought of the day, okay? Oh, also, let me finish this. When we go to HBCon Charlie, like I said, it's driven by the community. Do you think the Air Force Base restricts members coming onto base from the local community? Because the common sense answer would be, yeah, it's high in the community. Let's not let retired vets and service members onto base, unfortunately, because we have to prioritize mission essential people to go get the fucking mission done who are healthy and can stay at work and keep the job moving. No, no, no. We don't do that. Even though it's a global pandemic and that might be a justified response 
is don't let so many people on base so it's a protected area. No, no, no. We just ask. All our military... No, sorry. We don't even ask. We order... Order all our military members to go back to wearing a mask. Mind you, when we got the fucking vaccine, when it was forced upon us in our career field to get the vaccine back in, uh, what, September, October of 2021, if we got the vaccine, then you did not have to wear a mask after you got the vaccine. Did not have to get one. Or so you didn't have to wear a mask after you got the vaccine. And now... We're all vaccinated. The community rate goes up. Has nothing to do with the military rate. Sure, there might be a correlation. I don't know. I have no idea. It's just based on the county and the CDC and our military responses. Oh, all our military members who are vaccinated have to wear a mask, even though you're all vaccinated. But then all the community members can still come onto base. They're also supposed to be wearing a mask. And when I walk around my base that I'm currently temporarily stationed at, soon to be officially stationed at it's like 25% of the people I see are wearing a mask not in uniform dude I went through the gate this morning and the security forces guy at the front gate who sees person after person two feet away from them was not wearing a mask touching ID card after ID card not wearing a mask I was like oh I guess we're not in Charlie anymore I mean, it just shows nobody thinks this is legit. Uh, but my issue is the fact that if you if you choose not to wear a mask, whether you have common sense or not, even though pe- we're still just letting anybody on base who has an ID card, right, and can spread it, because who knows where they've been. We're sending people home from work. Sending people home from work so that more people are having to stay at work and do the job and pick up the slack. Sometimes, if depending on your career field, you can do your job from home. Others, it's a grind, okay? And it's more work on, on leadership and scheduling when they lose the consistent manning there in the office or on the front line, right, of whatever career field that they're in. When you have to manage people at home and at work, it gets tougher. It just does until you can find a, a workflow. Eventually, after months and months, it got easier for everybody because you found that that system that worked. But when you go back and forth and back and forth and people are taking leave and people have life events, it gets fucking difficult. So we're sending people home from work because we don't want them to get sick. But we're not going to restrict access to base to the public. Even though that's what's driving HPCon Charlie. Anybody can just come right through the gate who has an ID card. Old, young, rich, poor, sick, not sick, vaxxed, unvaxxed. You ain't, I don't. You don't have to show a vaccination card to get on base. You have to show it to get into a restaurant, but it, to get into a military installation, you just have to show an ID card. Apparently, you don't have to wear a mask when you walk around. You can probably be sick, and it's fine. But we'll send people home from work. It makes no. Our response makes zero sense. Okay, and nobody will convince me that it does make sense. So just save your breath. All of this to say, if I'm not wearing a mask on base, I could be punished under the UCMJ because it is, quote, a lawful order, end quote, um, apparently, that we have to wear masks in response to HPCon Charlie. It's an order. It's lawful. Okay? You can basically be court-martialed for not abiding by this, 
and you can be kicked out of the military, and you can lose all your benefits, and you can lose your job, and you can just be basically ridiculed, right? Good luck finding another job. There goes your pay. But, and here's my random thought of the day, right? That was my my 10-minute intro to it. How come we can't mandate that hand-washing is a requirement? Chew on it. Chew on it. If we can lawfully order an entire Department of Defense to put a cloth mask over their face after receiving a shot, if not multiple shots in their arm with a vaccine in response to not us being sick, but the community being sick, then why can we not mandate that when you go to the bathroom, you have to wash your hands? How would you enforce it? I don't know. If you catch somebody walking out of the bathroom without washing their hands, (laughs) I don't know what to say. Dude, you could literally... You could go to the bathroom. I'm not recommending this, okay? So don't take my words out of proportion. Don't blow it up into something that's not. Don't take it out of context. But you could go to the bathroom. You could shit yourself. Walk out. Not wash your hands. But as as long as you put your mask back on. Oh my god, we're so happy. Even though there's scientific research... There's years and years and years, and I've never, ever, ever heard anybody argue that washing your hands with soap and water for about 20 seconds was bad for your health. Nobody ever disputes that. But yet, I would say, like, there's a good majority, I want to say majority, there's a good number of people that don't wash their hands when they use the restroom. Or just when they should, like before they eat food, right? We're all guilty of it at times. We're all guilty of it, okay? And if you're saying I'm not guilty, I, that, oh, I'm not guilty. You've gone to the bathroom at least once and forgotten to wash your hands. At least once. Just saying. Why can't we mandate it? If you have to wear a mask to go into a restaurant or you have to show a vaccine card or you, like, you have to wear a mask to go into a grocery store. Why don't we just set up a hand washing station at the beginning and the end of the store and say, hey, when you show up, just wash your hands for us? We'll, hands, we'll literally wipe down carts. We'll, hand, we'll sanitize those. A hand washing station is not that expensive. It's pretty easy to transport. Uh, and I'm just throwing this. I'm just throwing it out there. We could also just use the hand-washing stations that are already in public restrooms and already at work. But I could literally take a shit at work, not wash my hands, and they can't do anything. They can't punish me. But if I don't put my mask on, I can get kicked out of the Air Force. Again, it would have to be an extreme, right? But if they said, hey, please go wash your hands. I saw that you just shit and decided to not wash your hands. That's disgusting. Please go wash them before you come back to work. I can say, no, fuck you. Fuck off. See ya. Get out of my face. They can't do anything to me. Nothing. But 
if I'm walking around and I have a mask on and they say, hey, Captain Hill, can you put your mask on? And I say, no, I'm not putting it on. Especially if it's someone who outranks me. I could, depending on how defiant I get. I could be court-martialed for that. According to HPCon Charlie and its memorandum and its guidance, I could be court-martialed because that's a lawful order. And I could be revoked of my job and kicked out and lose all my benefits and this, that, and the other. So that's my random thought of the day. We're going to mandate that people put cloth over their face to protect us from a virus that apparently we've already dominated and uh, and defeated. We met it and we defeated it. It's been conquered. But obviously we haven't because we're back to wearing masks. It's so fucking stupid. And so now you guys, maybe after you've heard me bitch and moan and complain about it time after time after time on this podcast, you can read into it a little bit on why it's so frustrating being a military member and dealing with this stuff. I will I will try to post that picture and you will see the email at 1015. We met and defeated COVID. Well, he said a global pandemic. 115 or 113 p.m. Like three hours later. COVID's back. HPCon Charlie, put a mask on. You have to. You don't have a choice. And if you don't do it, you're in trouble. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway, just saying. We're going to force people to put a mask on, then force people to wash their hands. We can all agree on that. If that's something we can all agree on. Dude, think about this, okay? I'll rephrase my argument. If you saw something in the news and it said, uh, <laughs> let's just say, dude uh, punished for not wearing a mask, potentially serving jail time. You'd be like, are you kidding me? For not wearing a mask? Why? Like, what was what was so, was he coughing on people? But if it said, dude punished for not washing hands after taking a massive dump, potentially facing jail time, you'd say, that's disgusting. Right? You question the first one, you'd agree with the second one. Maybe not jail time, but we can all agree that that's, you know, that's offensive. It's offensive on a humanity level. Maybe not a criminal level, but something that we can all get behind. Putting a mask, that's been up for debate. Uh, I've settled the debate, if you listen to the podcast, time and time again. It's been laid to rest after tonight, right? Because otherwise my blood pressure is going to go through the fucking roof. My heart's going to start beating so fast that uh, I won't be able to wear a mask. I'll start hyperventilating. (laughs) It's going to be bad. Anyway, there's so much so much to get to. Uh, we're rolling on an hour and oh, about an hour and a half. So I'll try to get back on here Sunday, depending on where I'm at. I'll try to take my podcast equipment with me. There's the noise again. I know you guys can hear that. What the fuck? And then it just stops. It's the, it's the government, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, it is 100% the government listening in. They're pissed. They are pissed at me. Sorry, I had a whole bunch of stuff to to talk about. This is good. Do you just hear the silence? 
Oh, yeah. So next, whether I get on here Sunday or not, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that kid I trucked on the track. That's a pretty good story. Uh, we've been leading up to it. You tuned into the other podcasts. Yeah, it was bound to happen at some point. I'm surprised it happened, but, uh, you know, he, he fucker had it coming. So, and let's see. Oh, I read my grade. So we, every time you have a flight, I'll leave you guys with this right here. Every time we do a flight and you're, I'm a student, okay? I'm a student of the game. I'm a student of the plane. And so there's a grade book write-up. Like I'm a third grader and my, my teacher, my instructor has to say what we did on the flight, my strengths, my weaknesses. And I thought it was so funny. Uh, this is like the the biggest backhanded compliment, I guess. One of my strengths from like my f- my fourth flight, uh, tomorrow will be eight, okay? So put that in perspective. I've, fl- I've literally gone out and flown this, p- this plane eight times. And after tomorrow, assuming it goes well, I'll be qualified in the aircraft and I can go fly it around. Uh, scare the shit out of people, right? With my ability to fly it eight times. Yep, that's it. That's all it takes. Um, granted, you know, I've been flying aircraft for a while, so it hopefully it doesn't take me as long. Um, but anyway, flight number four, my strength, my willingness to learn. And I was like, oh, man. That's so nice of him to say that that's a strength. That's because I'm acknowledging that I'm really stupid and I have a lot to learn. And then my weakness from flight seven I mean, at this point, the instructor knew me to a T. My weakness was one word, patience. I just don't have any patience up there. I was getting so fucking frustrated. I was trying to uh, was trying to refuel off a of KC-135, okay? And I won't belabor the, the subject. It's difficult. And I was trying to move into – you're holding pre-contacts. You're like 50 feet behind this other plane, and you're moving into contact, which is – contact's literally when they're boom – they're uh, think of like a penis coming out of the back of a plane. And it's gonna hit my plane right in the receptacle. So AKA like the the KC forty six, the Pegasus pussy. That's where it catches the I guess the, what we call the boom, and the fuel gets pushed through that, right? Like semen. That's that's how we refuel planes. It's like uh, two planes have an intercourse up at twenty five thousand feet. It's it's very sensual. And we're just slowly uh, it's like, it's like foreplay. The way you're trying to go from contact or pre-contact, which is 50 feet out, and just you kind of like slowly walk on the plane in, because you don't want it to come zooming in and then zooming out, right? Just slowly ease it in, ease it in. Oh yeah, just massaging it, and then bam, you just park it right there. And that boom operator just wiggles their stick around, and they plug you. It's a little bit more difficult on the KC-135 than it is the KC-46. 46 a little bit uh, nicer. As far as getting in there, 135. Um, yeah, I guess like a kind of like a fat girl, you know. It's one of those you don't want to tell your buddies about because you. It <laughs> it's just more difficult to to get to visit. I was getting frustrated up there. I wanted to just like, I just wanted to nail it, and I don't mean that as a, that's not a pun. I want to get in there, and uh, now I can't say anything without it sounding sexual. I was trying to move into position. And get as many plugs as possible. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't having a bad day. It was just, uh, it's tough. I'll just leave it at that. It was tough. And he's, he could notice my frustration. So he was cool about it. He took the aircraft. He's like, let me do one. 
I was like, oh, so now we're tag teaming it. That's cool. And then he passed me the aircraft back, and then I got one, and he got one. You know, just because it, it is tense. The whole thing's tense, but uh, it was good training. It was just funny. I looked at my grade book, and my weakness was patience. And I was like, ah, he hit the nail on the head there, didn't he? But uh, like I said, halfway through the podcast, right into this thing, please, somebody. Um, we still haven't decided on a name, and obviously, like I said, we're on Baby Watch. So if you can email in some names, some suggestions, uh, anything but Amelia, because that name sucks, that would be great. What the Hill Podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow the Instagram. Uh, it's like what the hill underscore podcast. Um, this will be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Share with all your friends, man. And uh, hopefully next time I'm on, Brittany Griner's still in jail. See ya.